0: Bye. <phone rings> Hi, my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of the MSK Project. I am Joy, your host, and today's topic is titled "In with the New." So, please don't storm me, y'all. Please, I, I do owe y'all an explanation. Um, so about three to four weeks ago, when I was supposed to release an episode, um, I was on a retreat with my young adults Bible study group, which was such a great time in the Lord. It was such an experience to be able to um, be in the Lord's presence with like-minded youth, not worried about how each other looked, not worried about what we could bring to the table, but truly being there for the soul and same purpose of of pursuing God. It was such a great experience. Um, all that to say, um, I was supposed to release, release an episode there or pre-record one and release it, but the timing was just not lining up. And I was like, you know what? I need to be poured back into, and that's what I did. I'm grateful that I got to experience that um and then about two weeks after that, my classes started woohoo l o l but um, yeah, so I'm back in my classes, and honestly, I'm just praying the Lord's strength. <laughs> I'm so grateful this is my last semester <laughs> um but regardless, I think the time was necessary. I never like to just push or force out an episode if the Lord has not given me anything. Um and so to make up for it, I will be releasing an episode this week and then as well next week. Um so no skipping. Um a Saturday we'll do two Saturdays back to back. Um and then um I believe this is my sixteenth yeah sixteenth episode. So number eighteen will be the season finale. Um, where we will close out this season and be looking forward to season two and what the Lord has in store. Um, Prayerfully, you know, more listeners, prayerfully new um, collabs with other podcasts or podcasters, Um, other, anyways, with other people. um, And just, yeah, I'm just excited for what the Lord is going to get, is going to take the podcast. So, um, without further ado, I'm just going to just go ahead and pray because that was a long in- intro. Yeah. Okay. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this discussion. Father, I ask that you would speak through me, that I would be a vessel, Father, that this word would not only be for those listening, but also for myself. Father, I ask that you would open our minds to understand, open our ears to hear, and open our eyes to see what your word is saying to us. Lord, we thank you for your provision and protection. Thank you for giving us the desire and um to to want to know more about you and to read more of your word. Lord, I ask that you would reveal something new to us today in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Um so yes, I think I said it on my last episode that I definitely wanted to continue to incorporate the definitions of the words um or the topic um, of each week so um, this week like I said the topic is basically new um, and so the definition for new there were so many definitions in the Webster dictionary so I just picked out the ones that um, most stuck out to me the first one um, says new means to be having recently come into existence the next one says being other than the former or old and the last one says made or become fresh. Um, and I'm so grateful that I kind of looked at that before I looked into the Greek definitions, because I looked into the Greek and it said the same thing about being made fresh or ma- or becoming fresh, um, something completely different from the former. Um, and so that was just such a great um, kind of correlation to find. But Regardless, the, the scripture that we'll be going into today is, I would like to say, a staple scripture. So many people know it, whether you're a believer or not, so many people have heard it. Um, that is in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. I am reading out of Amplified today, um, and it reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature. Reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Um This verse really um obviously it goes great <laughs> exactly with what um the topic is, but as well as that it just speaks volumes because I love amplified because it kind of goes into more depth. It gives more context. And so when it says he is a new creature and then in brackets says reborn are born and renewed by the Holy spirit to be reborn or renewed, like that's a whole different life. Like this is, this has nothing to do with your old life. And, you know, even I remember there's a verse in the, in the Bible where the Pharisee um, is talking to Jesus and he's like, "Reborn? Like you can't be reborn. You can't go back into your mother's womb but it was on a spiritual level of saying that you have a new life in Christ you have a new life and i think the most difficult thing to come into to grasp with when you become a christian so this this topic is for if you're a new believer or you've been a believer or maybe you're even thinking about um becoming a christian regardless this is so vital we get into this lifestyle and what the enemy will do is remind us of our faults he it's like every part of the old us was forgotten about Christ but why can't we why can't we and why does the enemy continue to remind us of these things it's 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 so weird because I've had so many friends who are in Christ who say like you know like I don't understand how I'm supposed to be able to forget all of these things I did, or I don't understand why the Lord still wants to love me or still wants anything to do with me after I've done this, this, and that. But, like I said, it's like the Lord has forgotten it. He's thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness, yet the enemy reminds us of these things. But what blows my mind is that the enemy likes to remind us of our faults but somehow makes us forget about repentance and the new life we receive in Christ. Like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. And I heard it this way once that like the enemy only tells you things that he knows he will never be like he's a liar. That's his native language, number one. But number two, he tells us things that he knows um, he can never do again. Like him reminding us of our faults. He knows that we have the power to to go around that, to to move past that and be able to have a true, genuine relationship with Christ again. But for him, it's like. He he was thrown out of heaven, thrown out of heaven. And so he knows he doesn't have the opportunity to be able to repent and to come back to Christ like we do. That's why he fights so hard. That's why he fights so hard to have so many people down in hell with him at the end of this. That's why he's fighting so heavily against your mind, against, you know, your walk. It's because he knows that at the end of this, hell was really originally meant for him, him and his demons. That's all hell was meant for. But when he realized that that that's where he was going, that was his like eternity. He was like, "Mm, well, I might as well grab others with me. I might as well bring others with me. If I got to suffer, y'all do too. But that's not true. The Lord says we are free in Christ. We're free in him. And so with us being free in him, we have the power to overcome these things. But once again, the enemy loves to remind us of them. And it's difficult to give a, a perfect answer but in simple to say this, I, I asked a friend this like literally a couple of weeks ago. I was struggling with like, Lord, I don't feel worthy enough to do certain things. Um, I keep falling short in this area. So why do you want me to continue to, to do this? Why do you want me to continue to speak on this podcast? Why do you want me? To? But at the end of the day, she said to me one thing that just shook my whole world. She's like, it's your pride. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? Pride. But yes. I'm like, how do they have anything to do with one another? But she simply said this, you know, our pride gets in the way of many things that the Lord wants to do, because when we come to the Lord, when we fix our mouths to say, God, how are you supposed to use me if I'm this, this and this? I'm not worthy of doing this because of this, this and this. But in reality, the Lord's like, this has nothing to do with you, (laughs) Like, how selfish are we to think, like, oh, like, Lord, you can't use me because of the. The Lord can use the foolish things, the foolish things. If He can use a donkey, He can definitely use a human. So, the fact that we think that we have so much power, that we are so horrible to the point where the Lord can't use us, that's our pride. And we must be able to. To lay that down and say, Lord, I know all of those things, because mind you, he knows all those things, too. Why are we remind, trying to remind him of what he already knows, number one? But on past that, we cannot come to God and say, you know, I did all these things. You can't use me. Why can't he? Why can't he? We have to come to in and say, I know, you know, you know what I used to be like. I know, you know how I used to act. But I trust that your power, the freedom I have in you is enough to to allow me to be a vessel for you. Just last week, um, the the guest speaker was talking about Moses and the burning bush. A lot of people know the story, but the bush in itself had no power. The bush in itself was no different than any other plant like you. Like is, this is a regular, regular plant. But what set it apart was the fire, the fact that God even used it, the fact that God was sustaining it. And to even say the plant itself was not even burning, letting you know that this was something supernatural. And so that's how we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at ourselves of saying, me and myself, there's nothing unordinary about me. There's nothing different about me. But with the Lord, with God, I'm set apart. I'm different. I'm new. I'm completely different. This is not like my old lifestyle. I'm completely different than what I used to be. And so we have to accept that. We have to accept that. We must be willing to receive the new person we've become. We have to. Because I know that you see that you're not able to do what you used to do. You're not able to to act how you used to act or say what you used to say. It don't even feel right anymore. Like you can, you can be um, honest with yourself. Like it doesn't even feel the same if you try to do things. That conviction hits you heavily. But that's what, that's what's different about the Lord. He convicts us because he wants us to do better because he wants us to see like, oh, like I'm really not that girl anymore. But what the enemy likes to do is he likes to condemn you. He likes to tell you all of these bad things he likes to tell you all of these things that you're not he likes to speak death and 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 um things about your character that are not true or that used to be true he likes to speak all of those things to you but he likes to let you forget about the repentance and new life we receive in christ if the Lord says you're this, why are we allowing the enemy to tell us that we're something else other than what God says? We have to be willing to cast down those thoughts. But once again, like I said, receive who, who you are now. Receive who, who you are now. And then once you get to that place of saying, OK, this is who I am. This is the new me. I am reborn. When you get to that place, the enemy's going to come again. And he's going to try to use old people, old things, old feelings to remind you of the old you. So when he realizes that he can no longer speak to you directly, what he got to do, he got to be indirect. He has to be indirect and go use something or somebody else to remind you of the old you. I know that y'all have encountered some people who who, who will say, I remember when you used to or I remember when you used to hang out with so-and-so. I remember when this was fun to you. Side note, I don't, I can't stand when people do that to me because I have spiritual amnesia. Anything past a year or two ago, I'm like, that wasn't even me. I don't know who that is. Like Kiki Palmer said, I don't know who that man is. I could walk right past him during the street and I, I wouldn't know him. I wouldn't know him. That's how we have to be. I don't know who that girl was. I don't know who that guy was, but that's not me now. Do not let the enemy continue to speak into you what you used to be. Don't let him use other people or your old people to to try to tell you who you used to be. It, It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Many people are going to try to come back into your life and try to remind you of those things, but you have to have enough willpower, enough discipline to say, no, that's not me anymore. And the thing is, many, many of us don't understand that in order to get to this new life, somebody has to die. Somebody has to die. So the next time somebody says that to you, I remember when you you used to, if somebody wants to bring that up, say they're dead. I don't know who that is. Like they're dead now because it's the truth. Somebody had to die in order for you to have this new life. Two lives and one body is not going to work. It's not going to work. Somebody had to die. And what was it in us that died? Our flesh, our flesh. Now, mind you, none of us are perfect and none of us will will reach a point where we are fully dead, like where we have arrived. None of us will reach that. And that's why I think I believe it was Paul who said, like, um, you have to pick up your cross and die daily. This is not a this is not I, I died when I got baptized or the old me went down and, you know, it's never come back up again. Or I died when I accepted Christ. Yes, you did. But did you continue? Are you still dying? And for anyone who is not a believer and may not be used to this terminology, let me put it in simpler terms. When I say die, I mean, remember how you used to be so upset at this situation? And now, if something like that happens, it just seems like all of a sudden you have peace or some type of patience, some type of grace for that person. Or let me use this example you know, those like cartoons or shows where. Um, a person may be about to make a decision. And so there's a demon on one um, shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. So on that one shoulder, that's your flesh talking to you. That's your flesh saying, do this, act like this. You ought to go off on them because, or you ought to behave like this because, or you should do this because it makes you feel good. that That's your flesh but that angel that's on your shoulder that's the let's let's say that's the holy spirit that's him speaking to you saying don't act like that because that's that's the old you don't respond like that because that's the old you don't don't go see them because that's the old you that's the holy spirit that's him speaking to you that that small voice or that that conscious um, voice within you that's telling you not to act like that, not to do that, not to see that person. that's the Holy Spirit telling you you're new now, you can't afford to to do that anymore. You can't afford to do that, so that's what I mean by dying. Your flesh has to die, those old habits, those old desires, those old um thoughts, things that you used to do that was not helping you get closer to God, those things have to die, and they have to die daily because if not, if you're not keeping your flesh in check. It'll rise up and all of a sudden, that's when we hear these comments like, but I thought you was a Christian or Christians don't act like that. We hear it too much, too often. But they only can say that when our flesh has gotten to a point of thinking that it has some type of superiority over your spirit, man. I'm going to say it again. The only time they can even think that that's happened is when your flesh has believed, assumed that it has some type of superiority over your spirit man. And that's not what God has called us to be. He's called us to be, to allow our spirit to be um, reigning. He, he called for for his Holy Spirit to reign in us, but that our spirit would be leading and guiding everything else that we do. Your spirit man should be stronger than your flesh. Your flesh should not be, you know, having you do all of these other things that are not edifying and, and giving God glory. Whew, I got a little sidetrack, but let me get back to the notes, but of saying, like I said earlier, many people don't don't understand in order to get to this new life, somebody had to die. But let's relay it to, to Jesus. Even Jesus had to die so that we could be a part of the new covenant. In Matthew twenty six and twenty eight, it says, for this is my blood of the new and better covenant, which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, whether you believe in, in God or not, we know that Jesus died and we know that his blood is, is, is our remission for sins. It's, it's what makes us new. It's what cleanses us. Now in the Old Testament, they had to go through this series of law, like the Old Covenant. Like there were so many rules and regulations to their sanctification. Like, I don't know if I would have made it, but there were so many things they had to do. There were so many sacrifices and just really, really particular. And, and, and God realized, you know, that it was impossible for us to do all of those things. It was impossible for us to keep all of those laws and commands. And so he said, let me make it easy for you let me give you something new give you something better and what was that that was jesus his sacrifice I, i'm so grateful for jesus because now we get to to come to come to god in an easier way all we have to do is accept jesus into our life believing that he died on that cross for us all we have to do is accept him and then we are able to be reunited with god as long as we continue Continue to choose him. Him dying was better than him living for us. Him dying was better than him living. And that right there should tell us that our old life dying, our old self dying is better, is better for us now. That, so that we can have this new life in Christ. That's what reunites us to him. Jesus said it is better that I go. it's better that I go so it is this this is our better option it, it's not it's not our only option because he gives us free will, but this is our better option and so which option will you choose we must we must choose the better option, the option that allows us to have this peace, this love this 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 thing that is different from our old life. Because I would like to mention, you know, in this new life, it may feel lonely at times. When you first come into this new life, a lot of people are gonna be like, You you fake for not hanging with us no more. You acting different. Like, are you really are you really my friend still? Because you acting different now. But they're not gonna understand you. They're not gonna understand it. And that's why he tells us, um, in Galatians one and ten, am I now trying to win the favor and approval of men or of God? Or am I seeking to please someone? If I were still trying to be popular with men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Saying that when we get into this new life, it also requires us to kind of go through this lonely season for a little bit. And not for long. You know, it might not be for long. The Lord always replenishes. He always restores. But you may find yourself in a season where you don't have that many people around you. And it's only because. You're going to have to choose to, to please God, to to put his opinion above the opinion of man, put his opinion and what he He um looks for in you, that that would be more important to you than what others are looking for out of you. And like I said, it won't be for everything, but this is just an encouragement to those people who are in that season right now saying, you know, like, I'm grateful for this new me. I'm grateful for this new life. But sometimes I look back at my old life because I had the people around me. I had the money. I had the, the quote unquote, like I had the click. People, people were locked in. They thought I was funny. They thought I was this. They thought I was that. You had all of that. And now you're trying to do this better thing. You're trying to, to live in this new life, but it's not the same. It doesn't feel the same. But the Lord is telling you right now that that is okay. I'm going to restore and surround you with people who are appreciative of your walk, who are appreciative and grateful that you put God first, that they will see that light in you and will be drawn to that. So it's, don't, it's, this new life will give you new people as well. It will give you new opportunities, new environments, things that you may not be used to, but they're better for you. So that's all I have for today. Um, We're going to pray it out um, and just ah, the Lord is so good. We're going to pray it out and and um, call it a day. Um, So um, like I did mention in the last episode, I do want to start closing with the sinner's prayer just because I want to give everybody the opportunity doing my part. In allowing people to accept Christ if they haven't done so already. So, if you have, or if you haven't accepted Christ into your heart, or if you haven't done it in a long time, um, I would ask that you would repeat after me, um, making sure that your heart is clear and sincere in this request. Um, So, Lord, I know that I am a sinner. I confess in my heart that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for me. So I ask that you would cleanse me and wash me of all of my sins. I accept you into my life. I make you Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I choose to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Welcome to the kingdom, If that was your first time or your first time in a long time, I'm very grateful that you um, made the decision today to do so. And if this wasn't your time, if you weren't comfortable doing it this time, that's fine. Um, And I pray the Lord continue to work on your heart. But all in all, thank you all for listening to another episode of the MSK Project. Um, I can't wait to speak to you all next week. (music)